But this morning is all about celebrating Christmas. You know, all over the world, there are people, just like you and me, millions of people all over the world, celebrating the birth of one person, Jesus. And they're celebrating right now with us. And uh, I love Christmas. I absolutely love it. I love the, the turkey, the songs, the advent calendars, the pigs in blankets, cards, mulled wine, mince pies, mistletoe. Um, you know, mistletoe uh, is good, isn't it? The trees, the elves, you know, all of it. Uh, and let's not forget the presents. Who's excited about presents? Any kids excited about presents this year? Yeah. Oh, wow. Only two. Brilliant. Wow, you, your parents are mean. I'm excited about the presents. You know, uh, um, we've picked up so many traditions along the way, haven't we? We've picked up so many little things that help us celebrate. And, but why do we make such a big fuss every year? Why do we make such a big song and dance? And I don't know if you're like me, but it feels like Christmas is just around the corner every year. But why do we stop and celebrate every year? We celebrate because it's when heaven came down to earth in the form of a baby. And this morning, in the busyness of your week, in the busyness of your uh, Christmas season, and the build up to next week, and, and going to the, get your sprouts and your turkey this week, and all those things you've got to do, in the busyness of this season, it's about just taking these next few minutes to focus on the real reason why we gather why we celebrate all over the world. And the way that I want to do that this morning is through these shepherds that we talk about. Everybody knows about the shepherds in the Christmas story, don't, don't we? We normally see them uh, with tea towels on their heads in school nativities, or we see them depicted in Christmas lights in the high street, or in those little nativity sets that you can buy from the shop. The shepherds are just part and parcel of the story. And what I want to do this morning is ask the question, why are the shepherds in the story? Because I think if we talk about why the shepherds are in the story, it reveals a lot to you and me this morning about who our God is and why Jesus came. Um, what was it like to be a shepherd in, first, in the first century around Bethlehem? What was it like uh, to be a shepherd? Well, sh shepherds, they weren't these cute little things with tea towels on their heads. They were hardy. They were not seen as glamorous. Uh, to be a shepherd was a lowly job. It was, a, it was seen as a lower class job. It was a rough job. It was a hard job. They were seen as the lower class in society, a difficult job to do. They were looking after a herd of sheep and uh, they were doing it in exposed land with, with uh, the danger of uh, the, the elements and being in storms and being in the heat, but also from poachers and people and thieves who would be out to get them. Luke tells us, we've read this morning, Luke tells us in his Gospel account, the shepherds, they were living out in the fields. They, they were out there to watch over their sheep. It was a common place for a shepherd to do that. And they'd camp out at night with their flock to protect them from poachers and predators. And you can imagine... They didn't have any showers. They didn't have a bath. They stunk. They smelt like sheep. And sheep don't smell nice. They, they, were, uh, they were unclean. And we're not just talking about physically unclean here. 
They were seen as ritually unclean. They were seen as dirty. They were classed as uh, ritually unclean. They were unable to approach God's temple to, a, to go to a place where God's presence was without being cleaned first. And they raised lambs. They would be out in the field raising lambs to be used at the temple. But as far as the temple were concerned and the upper class were concerned, they were not welcome. And you can imagine today, um, today in England's countryside with a lovely state house with all the lords and ladies there in their tweed jackets and eating pheasants. And you can imagine it's almost the same as like a migrant worker showing up dirty and unclean from working in the fields. They're, they're, they're essential to keep things running, but they are not welcome by the upper class. And they were outcasts, these shepherds. They, people kept the distance from them because they were dirty. And if they were near them, they would have to be ritually cleaned too. They were unclean men. And yet, these were the people, the very people that God chooses to tell about the birth of His Son, Jesus. The very first people that, Jesus, that, that hear about the birth of Jesus. Can you imagine the feeling for these shepherds in the field as they're told about this, this newborn King? The delight that they would have felt as they heard that, that this king shared their status in life. That the king's palace was a stable. That his, that his crib was a feeding trough. Can you imagine how these shepherds would have felt finally a king? Maybe he will understand you know, what I go through. Maybe he will understand and, and sh as he shares my status in life. Maybe he will care about the things that I care about that are important. To me, maybe this king would actually value me as a person. And these were the first people invited to come and see this baby. Not the high priest of Israel, not King Herod, not the Roman emperor, but shepherds in a field. You know, when the Bible talks about me and you in, in our spiritual state, it talks about us in the same way before Jesus. Like those shepherds were looked down upon and seen as unclean, the Bible says that spiritually before Christ, before Jesus, that we are unclean too. It says that everybody, all humans, have fallen short of the glory of God. It tells us that without God, that we're dead in our transgressions, our sin, it, it, that we're dead in it. That we're not able to approach God because sin has caused a divide between God and, and man, that we're unable to approach our Heavenly Father. But Jesus is the most incredible gift. Because of Jesus, where we couldn't get to God because we were unclean, where the shepherds couldn't go to the temple without being clean first, they couldn't approach. We couldn't approach Him. We couldn't reach Him. We, we couldn't be clean enough to go to God. Actually, what happened is, is that God came to us. Heaven came down. God came because of His love for the shepherds on that night, but because of His love for you and me today. He came in the form of Jesus, His Son. And He came to be with us. Ephesians 2.13 in the Bible, it tells us, but now, but now, how we live, it says, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near. Heaven came down to you in the form of Jesus. 
And Jesus draws near to you, you who are far away, to bring you home and bring you into relationship with your heavenly Father. And how do the shepherds respond that night? They, they respond to the news by immediately, by drawing close to Jesus, by dropping everything that was in the field and running to Jesus. They respond immediately to this new king. And it's not a response with their heads, because if they were thinking with their head, they probably wouldn't have left the sheep. But they respond with their heart, and they go to find Jesus. And this Christmas story, 2,000 years later, not in a field outside of Bethlehem, but in a warehouse in Darlington, is just as powerful and just as real today. The God that called those shepherds that night to respond is calling you to respond this morning. And not with your head, with your heart. To come to Him with your heart. This morning, you might well feel like an outcast, just like those shepherds would have done. Jesus draws near to you. That's the greatest gift of Christmas. You might feel unclean. Jesus draws near to you. You might feel like you stink, like those shepherds did that night. But you stink of sin and the wrong that you've done in your life. Unable to approach God, but Jesus draws near to you. You might feel looked down upon. Jesus draws near to you. You might feel isolated and exposed to the harshness of the world. Jesus draws near to you. And what does he ask for in response this morning, this Christmas? What is the right response? Well, the first response, like the shepherds, is to respond immediately. Immediately. And the second is to simply give him your heart. That's it. In the book of Romans, it tells us any, anyone and everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. That's the greatest gift. And where the shepherds were stinky and smelly and they knew that they couldn't approach God as they were, it tells us that it, it tells us in the book of Isaiah that though your sins are like scarlet, you're stained with sin. It tells us that through Jesus, that you shall be white as snow. You're made clean. Jesus has come that we might know Him. That we might be able to approach Him with confidence. He came that we might be made clean. I want to finish by just reading to you. And before our last carol this morning, uh, just, a, just a little excerpt from In the Bleak Midwinter. You might remember singing it in school like I did as a kid. But it says this, Our God, heaven cannot hold Him, nor the earth sustain. Heaven and earth shall flee away when He comes to reign. It says this, everybody knows this bit. What can I give Him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give Him? Give Him my heart. This Christmas, whether for the first time in your life, or whether you've been following Jesus for the longest time, I want to encourage you in this moment to stop and think about the true meaning of Christmas. Not the mince pies, not the mistletoe, not the sleigh rides, but Jesus. He came to you. You who are lowly and left out in the elements that you might find home in Him. And this morning, the only response that he wants from you is that you simply give him your heart.